Hello and welcome. This is Puneet Surana and you are listening to the Galata podcast. Galata is a word from the Indian language Kannada that means the noise caused by a ruckus. This podcast is about starting up while we are still in college, testing ideas, creating a team, building something worthwhile and adding value to other people's lives. Join us as we discuss the thrill of earning your first buck tackling uncertainties overcoming obstacles and delighting others most of all the galata podcast is about seeing understanding and implementing so you can deliver on your audacious promise in a moment we'll get into the episode but first here's a message from our featured NGO. I am Deepa Harish Punjabi, a very sweet and simple homemaker. I was sailing through life's journey very smoothly until I found a big lump in my breast. It was a nightmare and I was hit by cancer. Why me? The first question arised in my mind. But then when the cancer has hit you, the only thing is you have to accept the fact and you believe that God's plan and it's meant to be so very headstrong when for chemotherapy radiations and got it done very courageously cancer hit me second time too but this time cancer was messing up with the shiro and its defeat was destined as i was so strong and courageous by that time that cancer had to go and cancer could never win if you are determined to fight cancer cancer can go to be strong and courageous when life is throwing lemons at you why not have lemon juice so that's exactly what i did i faced cancer in a very positive way and a never give up attitude helped me sail through easily self love and self care were the two important things i realized during my cancer journey this see laughter is the best medicine so that's exactly what i did to bounce back so i was having laughter therapy music therapy i went to wellness centers to keep my mind body soul calm when you're given the darkest times you're also gifted with stars so i was gifted a lot of sense of humor helping sail through very smoothly making fun of my weight and it was not like i was taking it very heavily i was taking it very lightly and in a funny way so my wig days my no lashes my I know eyebrow days I didn't let it take over me mentally I was very very confident about my bald look and as they say bald is also beautiful wow deepa that's such a wonderful story it aptly shows why it's so important for all of us to follow a healthy lifestyle and this is why we zenonco.io and levels cancer have developed a wellness plan for all of us it includes easy to follow basic lifestyle changes to prevent chronic illnesses and to heal ourselves there is a link in show note which has a pdf which you can use to live a healthy life and share it with your loved ones we urge all listeners to download it and spread it with your loved ones from building college management system during his college days as a final year project to bootstrapping a venture with just a seed of 4 lakh rupees to creating an uncommon collaboration of three companies and taking the company public on new york stock exchange we talk about it all in this episode joining us is the managing director of kalyara the ceo of solutions infini kalyara today manages communications for enterprises and new age digital businesses like swiggy curefit practo and many more he is a passionate runner he indulges in traveling cooking and theater ps 
He's just back from a testing marathon in Calcutta and we are beginning with talking about how he got into running. How did you get into marathon though? So I got into marathon uh, so I got engaged mm-hmm. and my wife used to be a runner. Is that supposed to be a joke? <laughs> no, okay, no, okay. Huh? <laughs> I thought there was a joke coming. You got engaged and... <laughs> then we both of us never did marathon actually never registered haven't done a marathon at all before yeah so she's been running for 12 years and she never did a marathon she just she's just stunned of it was fun of it okay of it, that's it and then we registered and we got into this uh, uh, so we got into marathon we finished one marathon got uh, i got injured because you know i, I was not trained Uh, because I did like 21 kilometers uh, at a stretch without at a stretch okay walk and run and all that but I I got injured by the end of it so when I got injured um that's where we realized that we should get into formal training it's not possible so we joined the biggest running community called Jayanagar Jaguars that's the biggest one now yeah that's the biggest one okay back at least in uh, India it's one of the biggest we have a thousand members it's the biggest community in running club so jayanagar jaguars is the the headquarters is jayanagar so we every day morning 5:30 we meet there and do our runs so that's how and then we like the community we like the whole atmosphere and then we became, so like a family so we just go there morning both of us uh, you know and got into training and going to half marathon to you know full marathon and all of that so that's how big is how big is jayanagar jaguars Jena Jaguars is about 1,000-1,500 members right now. Wow. Yeah, running members across uh, 13-14 locations. So, 13 locations in Jena Jaguars, Electronic City, Hebal, Samkar Nagar, in Pune, and now we have one in Calcutta. These are all members. They all subscribe to the mm-hmm. program, which is like a 3 to 4 months, 6 months, 1 year program. So, this is a paid program? Paid program. Oh, wow. Yeah. Bangalore has come a long, long way. Yeah. Long way. Wow. It's really fascinating how this community is building and this is growing and it's massive. <laughs> Because last year I was in I was I had gone for the Calcutta run. Mm-hmm. There were about 40 people from Bangalore from my cup club from the running club which is Jayanagar Jaguars. This year there were more than 100 members participating for this. So it's growing like 3 4 times an unbelievable growth. And how many people are coming for this? It was running you it's so simple right you just need shoes. Uh, simple expensive uh, shoes. good shoes <laughs> no you don't need really as an amateur you can have a normal shoes mm-hmm. normal decent running shoes and you can start anywhere right so you don't need like a gym outlet where you have to have a gym you can run anywhere on the road so it's a uh, pretty simple and it has this mechanism of um dopamine that keeps you hooked on to it yeah so it's, it's the more you run the more, the more you uh, you get it becomes more uh, you become more passionate about it you i mean you become more addicted so to say mm-hmm. you know it's it's uh, once you start running then you want to do 10 then you want to do like 20 then you want to do your best timing so you you always compete with yourself you always look at what have you done in the, the past time. and how you can improve that by 5 minutes or 10 minutes you keep working towards that so how many kilometers did you run previous day 
yesterday i did 25 kilometers run i finished in about 215 minute 2 hours 15 minutes uh, last year i did in 252 so this is a 2 minutes improvement but i've been not been training uh, regularly because i've been traveling on and off uh, but it's is uh, but there are a lot of other guys there are people who are like 76 years old more than 60 years old people running faster than me. yeah 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 Really, they are so dedicated, committed. <laughs> This pacemakers in Bangalore, have yeah, you? Oh my God, they give me. <laughs> you know them. So I'll tell you the time when I got into running. Yeah. You got into running. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. You know how hard it was yeah. for Reebok to set up a small group of people uh-huh. to run in Lalbagh every weekend. Okay. So they got a fancy trainer from. Gold Gym, mm. uh, CXO from I don't recall a, a Fortune 500 in Bangalore, mm. and they literally would get their entire network requesting them come let's run come let's run and three or four people would turn up. Sure. And that was the case for a few months. Mm. Interesting. I'm not kidding. Yeah. You, you, in fact, it was so unusual that there'd be two of them. me and my sister and probably two other uh, individuals and then some new people would join three this this saturday some new people the next saturday so uh, sorry okay that's yeah so there be new folks coming in and out huh, and six or seven of them would be constants and that was free free okay you understand yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What are the conversations around? Because this is usually my first question. Yeah. What are the conversations around dinner table that you have? Conversations <laughs> dinner table. <laughs> uh, one of the conversations that we really talk about is uh, at, at least I know that Shruti, my wife, who talks about is is about what kind of food you should eat and this is not good to eat and you know uh, you know what is sattvic and you know a lot of yoga science behind it. So that conversation happens. Then there's a running conversation, which is like who's running better, who's doing well, mm. because we keep meeting the community. The third is family conversations within the family. What's happening? Who's getting married? What's happening? Who's going to get? Well, that's the fun part. That, that is another <laughs> part of it. More than dinner table, we have more of a breakfast conversation. Mm. So morning every day, it's it's our routine. Like eight thirty to nine thirty morning, we finish our work. So both of us, like I go. For running, come back. She goes for a run, come back, or she has a yoga class. And then at about eight thirty, we have to make sure that we meet at home. We have tea, breakfast together, and that's where all these conversations. Morning. We are a morning. We are not actually not a dinner time people. So we dinner is like okay, we have our dinners and then we are off. But ten ten maximum ten o'clock ten thirty we are. So our life starts at the morning five o'clock. Living a lifestyle like that is. Stuff very hard in. So I was all my life. I was I was never a morning person. Yeah. Yeah. So. 
after it's changed. I mean, after I got married and you know, things. Because we got into fitness, running became a very critical part of our life. And yoga, she was anyway teaching yoga. So, both of us had to like, you know, get up in the morning, get to work in early morning, get into fitness, come back and that's where the time. And then because I generally come in late, I mean, I, I go about, come to office at about 10 and then come back at about 8 o'clock, 8.30. By then we're tired because, you know, you've, you had a long day, you've done your workout, you're almost exhausted, you need rest, so you need to come back and So that's where the conversation happens all of these. So what's the goal, how did it was, how was the run, what's the timing, what you did today, all of these conversations happen. Mostly at a dinner table, but generally we do a, not a dinner table, but the next day morning we do all of that conversation, catch up conversation. That's a whole different like perspective that, yeah, that yeah, yeah. the listeners are getting a flavor of. Yeah. Um, so I've literally <laughs> hijacked <laughs> this breakfast session today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you jacked the breakfast. So my, I said today I have a podcast and I can't come. Uh, I can't make it for the breakfast. And she was like really upset. I said, look, this is already, been, I've rescheduled it twice. I can't reschedule it again. And it has to be done in the morning. So I have to justify myself saying, look, this can't, this has to be done at 8 o'clock. Between 8 to 9. Can't be done after that because it's too noisy and you know, all that. So. And somehow she managed, and that's how she called me not to check. <laughs> hmm. I'll, I'll make it worth the <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> job. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should take her interview, so you'll be worth it. <laughs> when she gets through the Boston, let, let's let's find a way to get her on the show. Yeah, we're doing this women's only series as well on mm. in parallel, wherein we are cataloging women from unusual sports careers for making something happen. Um, these are sumo wrestlers, uh, jiu-jitsu, gold winners, internationally acclaimed bikers and all these are women. So the next one is um, a lady who's won an international title for bike racing in India. She's the only person and she's a lady. Okay. This is a Bangalore. Okay. Uh, what's her name? Aishwarya. Aishwarya PC. Stay tuned for that episode. Yeah. It's, I've seen a group she was my neighbor mm. from a totally introverted, quiet young girl to yeah. being a fierce out there racer. I do have no idea what happened in those years. <laughs> so we'll catch up. But coming back to your childhood, yeah. we had an interaction while we were coming into the office. So you, you come from a proper family business setting. Yeah. So what were the experiences like around business when you were young? Were you sitting with your uh, dad's showroom? Were you involved in the business so one of the philosophy that my grandfather always uh, believed is you don't need to waste a lot of time. At a very early age, when I was in class 6th or 5th, you know, I was told that, you know, once you finish your school, you need to get back to office, which is a retail shop. After 4 o'clock or 4.30, have my quick snack, head to office, uh, manage the store. It was a very small retail outlet, you know, typically selling suits and trousers and all of that. Ready uh, made or this is this is a shooting shirting. Okay, shooting. So you know, you buy your cloth and then you get stitched and all that. What customization you want to do? So this is a this has been there for thirty five years old. So I've at a very early age I've learned. So I've bought teas for customers. I've bought. I've done the cleaning at the store. I've done all of these in 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 general routine from from very early age. And constantly I've been given advice of value of work and value of time. I mean, I, at a very early age, they used to tell me, you know, don't waste your time, don't do play, don't go for this one, but you know, somehow keep a balance, right. you know, come to work, come, you know, you will learn something every day. 
um, and then used to be uh, like an incentive for me if I attend the shop uh, on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So if I sell something, I used to get like five bucks per every thing that I wow. sell. So that was the incentive I used to get. Uh, what do you used to buy from that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, those days, you know, they're typical. Very fascinating. I remember I used to buy these uh, WWF ka rubber band. Ah, and the, the, thick the ones, ring? The, yeah, the <laughs> ring and then the cards the car. and trump cards and, and you know, those, those very stupid stuff, I think. <laughs> so I used to be fascinated with cricket. So I used to buy a ball or a bat, buy this cricket kit, mm-hmm. you know, with all of whatever savings I did and, you know, used to practice at my house. So I mean, that, those things I've done. And then I used to play this, there's a game called Top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I used to play boy. Bugri. Bugri. Yeah. So I played Bugri on the streets and I've done all of those very early. And, and because it was typically a very, I mean, we were like a, like a middle class, lower middle class range family. And, you know, these things were like, you don't have too much money. So you do whatever in those small little, uh, and then buy those yummy packets for two bucks. Uh-huh. <laughs> those Pudina flavor, tomato flavors. And, you know, those were the, Days where I used to buy those small packets. I mean, that, that's where I've done with, uh, with the money that I made. Was there any a really moving moment for you at that time? When I was I was going to shop, when I was managing uh, the shop, with, with there was always like my uncle was there or somebody was there at shop, and and one day I got this opportunity. Both of them had to. So my grandfather was admitted to hospital. My uncle had to go rush, and he said, "Okay, you have to manage the store today." And that was one of the biggest moving moment. And I remember I did like a 661 rupees sale on my own. Like I was alone in the store. Customer walked in. I sold him. I did the billing. I collected the cash. I did that sale. So I was very happy. And that was one of the biggest moments that I, I can do things on my own. So I was a very early age. Uh, sort of very fascinated uh, with that moment. Uh, and I used to be so proud and, you know, I used to tell people that, look, I did, I managed the store on my own and it just give me a big proud feeling. That's a very big needle moment. Yeah, 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 it's been, yeah. This is one assignment for all the listeners. If you want to do what he's attempted to do, go and find a way to make money out of some random thing. Go to a railway station and ask people if you can support their, support them with their bags. And take 10 rupees for it. Or do what like I did. Go to a wedding and serve. Yeah. Um, do catering job. Catering. It's okay. They'll, yeah. they'll pay you 500 rupees or 1000 rupees a day. But do it. You'll be able to see that you can generate money and you can... Yeah. More than that, I think it was important to learn. Uh, you know, you don't have to... So, I, I know that a lot of people have this... Uh, when it comes to work, right? And you should like any form of work. Whether it's cleaning or it's like you should know so I've opened shutters to close shutters which means I've opened shutters done the cleaning dusting of the stores making sure getting tea coffee for customers or somebody in the house washing those vessels for you know because we had we used to have this for five or six cups wash again and reuse those cups for the next tea coffee serving what is important is you need to learn all of this uh, in your life and you need, because you know the, then, then you realize the value of you know what is work really like you can always hire somebody and get this done. But at least I know that we, because we were low middle class, everything, every saving was mattered. Everything mattered a lot, right? To, we used to think thousand times we to hire a guy for the store. Why can't we manage within ourselves? And that's how I learned all of this. 
and always my grandfather used to tell me that there's no shame in doing any kind of work like you said railway about railway station it's there's nothing it's yeah. it's absolute catering serving it's there's no shame you should be open to all kind of work uh, that's one of the very and you see your papa your dadu doing it doing yeah yeah I've seen them and they like one day they were going ghost you know so typically in south india you've seen that a lot of people uh, when when you have a store aapke dukaan ke bahar outside you want to do a lot of clean cleaning you chhado karo kachra hai bahar put water clean it every evening because you know customers will come in the more you keep it clean you will have better customer coming into your store and all that so you can all that so you know you learn you learn how to value work that's a very priceless lesson yes. very early yeah very early yeah what what kind of stuff were you involved in in college because i've gone through the research and i realized that you are an outgoing student in the sense that you are an extrovert involved in festing and all of that yeah yeah that's how <laughs> i i so i'm a i have a kundli here <laughs> <laughs> very good interesting i think that learning curve helped me and then i was constantly going to shop and then joined college my college is together by 11 typically jing anybody you know i, I come from jing college and in 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 that college the, your college will start like early 7:30 11:30 and then after 11:30 you're off and for the first year i actually used to go to shop as to like after after work meet few friends and then you know get back to work but i realized you know not like I, when i when i reached college it just gave me a different exposure like you know i realized that it's not about going to college and you will not learn because this college and shop will not i mean i've i've learned enough i need to do something else my second year uh, of bc 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 okay I started I became I was desperate to be a part of fest and through a friend I got connected to a, a network uh and I joined a fest committee so there were 30 members in the committee and I was one of the members we which chain college were you part of so we were we were so which which committee were you part of uh, cultural forum this was a commerce fest Commerce Forum. Into, co- into, into college Commerce Fest. It was mm-hmm. the one of the first college fest with a brand new name. So there used to be Samanvaya. Samanvaya, yeah. That year when I joined, the JC Road came up, mm-hmm. uh, the new campus. So the BCom grads, all the undergrads moved to that campus and the fest belonged, it went to that there. Oof. So we had to create something new. Mm-hmm. And that's where we came up with a couple of names. Uh, some youth, Utopia, something like that names. and finally we went to our uh, you know our uh, uh, uh i don't know the teacher the who teaches us yoga in jing college yoga uh, shantamani ma'am okay she used to be a, so she came up with a name called let's keep it spooty oh this is spooty sathe spooty spooty i remember 2004 okay that year was the first year spooty was the, the first fest name created that that year and we were part of it and i was part of the coding and i took up uh, and there i met bunch of completely different people completely from like mix of punjabi gujarati south indian you know all of them otherwise until my first year i was typically uh me hanging around with marwari and all that yeah. and then you you get you your 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 thoughts and limitations you get saturated right and and this gave me a whole new exposure when i was part of this fest i met all of these guys and made new friends and that year i hardly went to shop because i used to be so involved in fest for the 4 5 months i was 
completely it was into college so we had students outside the city coming in to the city for the fest we had like three or four events it was a whole day fest followed by um, evening culture program so end to end we had organized we had taken up the initiative so 13 people had divided their responsibilities somebody handles uh, sponsorship somebody handled event what were you taking care of let so me guess i was uh, taking sponsorship uh, i was taking and care of partially sponsorship and hospitality uh, then i was taking care of event event okay. event called uh, so it was inter- that event is also very popular it's quiz master giribala subramanian he is uh, he runs a company called grey caps is a very popular quiz master and those days we actually actually college paid him 50000 bucks because he was a very popular quiz master especially in the college and the school circuit and we hired him i mean i took up the end when right from uh, onboarding him to getting the event executed and results and everything so as uh, and that's where he said you and that that's when giribal subramanian said you some you have some potential uh, you have a great potential keep it up and keep growing like okay yes <laughs> No, I those days you know. Okay, yeah, thank you. <laughs> What else you can say? But uh, that really changed. Uh, uh, that year really changed perspective of how I look at uh, life and how new people are uh, are doing things and how Marwadi think and how non-Marwadi things. And when I was here, I was interacting with a few of your people who work with you, hmm. and they told me that you network so naturally. And I noticed it at Taj when we met. Yeah. So he completed a speech and he is at the gate for two hours. People are coming in, interacting with him, giving them their, uh, giving him his card, and then he's just there for two hours. I'm like, hmm, this man is a magnet. So somewhere I can really trace it back to these kind of scenarios where you have to go out and meet people and then make this kind of thing happen. Yeah, and that's why you you blossomed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean. in college itself i was very i was you know i always wanted to do something new and i, I always wanted to like meet new people it was always there was this this itchiness in me that you know look i need to do something else i need to like i am not come to college for this for sure and that was my turning point uh, that whole fest really changed my experience and uh, i realized that because once you start doing event it's literally like running a business right you start up something and you build it and make it successful so sporty became one of the very good fest uh, and it, it continued so after that there many sporties came to the fair 6 7 8 and it followed on so far and it gave me a a very feeling that i can do things i can do i can i can like i'm not good at i'm not good at studies but i can do this really well i'm good at this and talking to people networking bringing people together always i mean those skills always were there <laughs> somehow you know i i mean that's something that's that's just, that's my strength i would say to network with people and get people going how did you make that hard choice of it's a very lucrative option hmm. of joining your family business yes very comfortable very yeah. safe yeah. why do you make that choice of not opting that and doing something on your own there were, i think there were a couple of situations that happened i in my 12th i flunked Yeah. <laughs> Now we have some things common. So <laughs> 12th I flunked in, uh, in a subject. Which one was this? This was statistics. Uh, I, I didn't study well. Statistics uh, only was. Somehow I managed to clear accounts, business, economics, which stats I I flunked. So luckily that year, uh, you know, I could give my exams in two months and join college again. So I didn't have to waste a year. So I took up a tuitions and went for classes. Finished my, I did my stats and completed my stats exam. Cleared. Uh, there were two options in front of me. 
either I take a BCOM or I take a BCA. Now, one of the reason is that BCOM is a very, very commerce community based, close community. You know, typically I've seen eighty to seventy percent of the janta is Marwadi. So I said, look, I don't want to do commerce for sure. It's okay. I'll take up anything else. So they said, look, you only the option that you have is BCA, and that's in JCU. I said, great. I want that exactly <laughs> then. And luckily, um, so I so there was a friend in college who joined BCA. He's my partner right now. So he was in PUC with me twelfth. He cleared, and he joined BCA because he was always uh, he was good at computers. Ashish, yes. Ashish. Mm-hmm. So he's good at computers, and he joined. And one day I called him. Hey, how is BCA? He said it's a good uh, course. You should. Take he's up. a senior, no? No, Am he's right? same. Okay, right? same batch. Okay. So he was in twelfth with me in in second view, and then he he joined uh, BCA because I uh, because I had to give re exam. I was I, I I joined late two months late. So I called him and said it's a good course you can join. And uh, I said okay, I don't want to take a BCA. So I had like a uh, two options: either do this or do or die. Then it's okay. Let me take up let me take up this course BCA. The other thing that stitched was BCA computer application because at a very early age also my grandfather gave me a. Computer course, uh, so he was he was actually a visionary. He told me to take up a computer course those days where you, there used to be like a computer labs shops and you could go learn Microsoft Office, Cyber cafes, okay. and you could go learn. You have to pay three thousand bucks, and actually they teach you how to make a Word doc, how to like Word kaise karte, etc. So I learned. We had to learn this. Yeah, <laughs> we had to learn this. I learned it at like six when I was in sixth standard or seventh standard. At a very early age, and he always was telling me, learn something, go for these courses, and he was very passionate with computers. So I took up that course, and that's where computer was always like, like I, I was always good at uh, you know computers and late technology and all like documentation. I was always good at it, and that's why I took up. I got into BCA, so flunked, took up college. Mm-hmm. In college, I continued to like very average at studies, academics, very average. But I was always active in fest. One of the interesting uh, thing that I I can tell you was I was a guy who knew my seniors very well. Who I knew my seniors, which means when I joined in college first year, I knew my second year seniors, I knew my third year seniors, so I was connected with them. Then I moved to second year, I knew my third year and I knew my first year. Then I went to final year, I knew all the Mm-hmm. So I was always connected with them all throughout, either by fest, doing some activity, doing something. With it's a brilliant place to be in. Yeah, that second you see that fest really changed the way I look at things, and I, I realized that academic academics is one part of it. But if I'm if I'm just average, and I'm able to do all of this. I mean, I'll figure out something. Very true. All of you listening to this who are in their college or in the university, just. Having the grades, submitting the assignments, showing up in class does not help. You will need to find something that makes you stand out. For him, it is festing and creating these events, and a little more. We were going to get into that in a bit. But for you, it could be something else. So look around your college, your education, or look way beyond the league of education and see where you can find something. That you can do while you are studying, not for building your CV, but building your life. Back to you. Yeah. What happened after that? I'm curious to know, and I'm so happy that we have examples of individuals like you who have taken that final year project seriously. I cannot <laughs> emphasize enough. Yeah. My heart sinks every time these students turn up from Ivy Leagues, from IITs, and they have projects that are not practical. Anything. Yeah. What are you thinking? thinking? Very creative. 
बट कोई नहीं खरीदेगा ये सो आई थिंक कॉलेज प्रोजेक्ट मोर देन मी इनफैक्ट द टेक्नोलॉजी विजन वॉज आशीष so mostly in college right in the final year i've seen students uh, there were two one type of students who were typically looking at seniors project copying their project and presenting their project just to get away scamming the system yeah so yaar copy karo project software par copy karo demonstration de do uska whatever is there and then go ahead and uh, get your marks but ashish was very clear whatever we do we will build it whatever we will i will like build it from scratch so that's why i say there are other kind of students very few very limited who can take up that risk so ashish uh, decided to create uh, so we came up with we were discussing this discussing couple of options and finally we landed up at a project called uh, college management system the project was so we call it a cms uh, college management system so ashish went on to build a software completely from the bottom top approach like built literally wrote codes to the right and checking around and everything and i was i used to take care of the the documentation part and making sure because eventually whatever you write whatever you do you need to submit a a report sort of a document which is like a 30 40 page report so i used to take care of that and plus i used to take care of the how it looks in the outer side like how the interface looks so i used to do more of coloring and all that so i learned it again from ashish because he was too busy in coding so he used to tell me okay do this do this and i so we were a group of uh, i think we were a group of four people largely me and him were like active, active sort of uh, and they said what do you do you just tell me one day for the, the the exams and then you know just guide us through and then we will talk through so ashish was very fascinated so he was like okay you know i need to send communication to cast parents once uh, the student is attended college or not if, or uh, i need to send marks or uh, or results of a particular exam how do i do it so he said okay i can buy a gsm modem connected with the laptop and you know we can build a software and all that we spent like 3 4 months in building that this is a typically a last semester so we we spent like 3 4 months on this project and uh, we were very very uh, excited about this project and, and when we demonstrated to our uh, investigator uh, faculty member uh, who was an external faculty was he was also very pretty uh, you know happy with what we have sort of like like most of them will give some of the basic stuff but we were able to give something more unique with modern development ashish was always fascinated that i can sell the software i can make we can make money through it i said okay great that's uh, so ashish was always like an entrepreneur mindset in college i want to do something of my own he has this problem solving and this uh-huh. so paisa banane ka knack uh-huh. so always he's a very very techy and you know i'll uh, we'll do something of our own so he set up a company which i was i was just helping him like not really part of the company but i was just helping him and finished college he wanted to study abroad i wanted to i wanted to take up a job i didn't want to join my family business and to the intersection happened hmm so joining dates were delayed like by so already been placed and you i already been got off letter everything i was told to join by july they said no july is not your joining date is postponed to december so i by then i was like dude i mean what will i do for next 4 5 months if i don't do anything i would be told to come to shop and work there full time which i didn't want to do so i said let's figure out something else and ashish could not take up a, a higher studies abroad because he was late by then so both of said okay let's create a let's formalize this company i said i think let's do it so we brought in some small capital uh, which is like 4 lakh rupees how did you bring it cuz <laughs> i know i know there's uh, you guys you can google him up and you will get that 4 lakh figure yeah the important part is 
how did two just graduated BCA boys manage to arrange it? It's a tough. Uh, it's quite interesting, actually. Uh, you know, the, the the way I had to convince uh, people, especially my parents, to get that money. They were they were literally asking me, "What will you sell?" I said, "Look, there's nothing I have to sell. It's a software I'm gonna sell." Uh-huh. Uh, and that's how I said it's all online stuff and everything. For a few days, they they were like reluctant and they were like hesitating to like no, I don't think it's a good idea. I spoke to a few people around family and a lot of said no, it's not a good idea. But finally, I managed to convince my parents. Got some money from them, and then my, uh, one of my uncle, another girl, my my dad's brother, he also helped me in the initial capital. I said, okay, whatever you do, be careful. You know, don't lose money. Just make sure that you be careful about what you're getting, and you know, the harder money. And my uncle had given it for loan, so I had to repay it back. So I said, look, I'm, I'm going to pay you back in maybe a year or two, whatever. But yeah, I mean, I'm going to pay you back. But this was interest free, huh? Interest free, okay, <laughs> yeah, interest free. Yes, to make it clear. Yeah. yeah. I mean, though I went back and offered, but he he refused. I was just given, okay, take it. And so he was sort of my angel uh, investor. investor. <laughs> those days when I didn't know the word called angel investor. So this was convincing family and all that. But my personal view was that, look, it's this is a risk. It's okay if I, if I make it or not make it. So I had a very, I mean, I had thought, the way I had thought it that we had some customers who were ready to give us business worth 4-5 lakh rupees. I said, worst come worst, I will, I will not lose money, but I will not make money. Hmm. Because, you know, we had a, because by then we had started working, we were waiting for money to come in at any point, but we were also reaching out to customers, we were getting some e-com. So for the first two years, we failed to sell college businesses because we realized that colleges are not the one who... They'll not spend, buy. yeah. The admins are typical admin. They want to do everything written and all that. Those days, I mean, in 2009 and 10, mm-hmm. because there was still that mindset. Now, things have changed in the last three, four years. So we decided to take up websites, design, e-commerce, design for somebody. That, those days, Flipkart became very popular. So, everybody wanted to start their... This is 2009, so yeah. Nine. Everybody wanted e-commerce. Everybody wanted to go online payment and order cakes, order flowers and you know, those things had cropped up. So, people started uh, coming to us and saying, I want to build an e-commerce website. So, we said, okay, we will build it for you and with certain so-and-so number of fees. So, you pivoted? We pivoted. I mean, we because How? we not sell college. Let's get a little deeper into yeah. it. Good. Because all the listeners in here, they are in the journey of zero to thousand days. Hmm. And this is an, this is a crucial one. I know we have, we have a story to talk about from four lakhs to NYSE, but these critical points, I think will be a game changer for a few of them because you had to pivot completely, literally take the, break the business model. How was that like? So one is we realized that we, when we could not sell it to colleges, I mean, you have to realize that those situations much faster and you have to, you have to think what is the other alternate option? What are your other strengths? So Ashish was always good at building these e-commerce stuff and websites and all. So we got into like, like we, we were not really happy about doing those stuff, but we took up because, you know, that gave us some initial sort of a runway. So we cashed on our strength. So we said, okay, let's do this for a while. Uh, let's do this. I mean, we, I mean, I had no, we had no vision. I mean, honestly, when I started uh, this company, we never made a business plan. We never uh, had a three years projection, four years projection. Because they did not know any of that. You guys do. Yeah. A lot of people know all of these. And today you know all of this and you, you start looking at those uh, statistics, right? I mean, you start looking at those numbers, you say, is not lucrative and all of that, but back in 2009, we were BCA guys. 
no clue about accounts, no clue about business plan, forecast, nothing. The, the reason we pivoted is because this we one we had the strength. The second is we had business on the other side where customers were coming in. These were all small time you know customers mm. willing to spend 40, 50, 60 grands on on something like e-commerce. And we said it made sense to do because it's gonna take 15 days, 20 days. Let's take it, let's take up these kind of assignments. And we took up those assignments as a pivot. So for the first Two years we went on to build like 200 e-commerce websites to e-commerce websites to business applications across. This was you just logging around. Yeah, me. 200 websites. So I used to literally like, so I used to handle the sales part and the payments part. So I used to go meet the customer, meet the customer proposal. So first you meet, you meet them, you know, discuss what is your, what is the requirement. And then, so our proposal used to constantly evolve as well because we were not very clear so we were under, we undervalued ourselves we got we got into all of that but you know the, all that gave us a learning curve so we went on to, went on to build a e-commerce website for water lack so we kept on so we said okay let's change our proposal let's make it like this format like, or or change the model and all that. Then basic e-commerce to uh, you know dynamic e-commerce is two different price point and all that so mm-hmm. 2009-10 Went on to do a lot of these work and I used to go meet customers. Literally, I think for a 50,000 project, for a 50K project, I used to meet the customer at least like three or four or five times in three months. Update. So one is you meet for proposal, then you say, okay, check collection. Then he, those days, check still existed. RTGs didn't exist. So you used to go, I said, check is ready tomorrow, come tomorrow. Tomorrow you go, no, come day after tomorrow. I am not there. Also, a lot of customers took us really for granted because we are so young looking. At 21, 20, both of, like I was 20 and Ashish was 21, people were not sure that you business. I mean, mm-hmm. are you, like, are you, sh- like, are you sure you run a company? I mean, are you sure you have a company? They, they were like a bit of a uh, surprised with the whole, because in those days we used to like, uh, we used to not have that, still we didn't get into that formal setup of formal. Just to have huh, Just t-shirt, <laughs> shirt and go meet yes. customers. Okay. And I think... That really, uh, that that whole phase, we built 200 websites in e-commerce and then we started hiring people. Wow, that must have been 18-hour uh, so work days. Yeah? Yeah, I used to work all day, seven days. Yeah. Both of us used to be in office, in Kormungla office. We had a small, fa- so Ashish family gave us a small office space in Kormungla back then. Mm-hmm. It's a very popular uh, place. It's a junction at the HDFC bank, mm-hmm. very close to that uh, junction in, near the Forum Mall. So we both were like every day catching up. Every day spending seven, eight. I mean, I remember uh, seven days a week we used to be together, right? In the morning, nine o'clock till like late nine o'clock. And Ashish used to further go on and code because, you know, he had to deliver things, uh, right? So we've done, I mean, I've done everything from payment collection to meeting customers uh, and biking and getting drenched in uh, rain. And, you know, one meeting is in Indranagar, other meeting is somewhere else, somewhere with Aranapura, all of that. Literally done all of those in my uh, early days. And these are essential experiences. Yeah, these are all essential experiences, which which a lot of lot of people don't really, uh, you know, people really ramp up and quickly hire people for all of that. But we were, uh, I mean, I was, we were fortunate enough to do all of this through because we had no money. And whatever we had money is to save and we didn't want to hire people for for these payment collection. So we used to do it ourselves. So that that two years was the learning sort of a broadly how to run a company. We got some ideas, we learned from our experience, we did mistakes. 
that two years spent went on and then uh, and sms was always like a today we are popular because of the messaging service and sms was always like a integral part so we used to sell sms as part of e-commerce thing somebody you fill up a contact form you'll get an sms you fill up you do order online you get an sms so that was the sort of a value add we were giving but we realized that you know uh, eventually when we had these when we built we made 200 customers most of them we ended up not having a good relationship purely because the indian context of customer expectation was this customer uh, so if you look at us right people work on per hour Mm. Resource model. India is a fixed model. So if I say fifty k for a project, there's a added scope. The, the scope gets changed after a point. You have to price higher, right? You have to change your price model, which your Indian customer not going to allow. It's like extra chutney is not charged. built. Built. Yeah. So yeah. So, so then we said, you know, then we went to that that phase where you know every time it was really struggling. Then we picked up this messaging as a full time saying if we are doing sms because sms is growing for us naturally every year every month on month for those two years and we said okay la why don't we take up and and out of sheer frustration and really one of the situations that happened is on a christmas eve we wanted to send sms to our customers saying happy christmas and it took us like 4 5 hours to send those then we called our providers saying hey why are not doing you think today is christmas so you know don't call me on christmas Come on, Anna. And Ashish was really frustrated. Ashish said, "I can do. This. I can build this on my own in two days. Give me two days. I only make it." And then Ashish sat for next two three days, literally no sleep, went on to build this software. And then we realized the potential of having this software, and we got connected to operator. Then journey went on. Aggression is good for business. Yeah, yeah. The, the previous episode was just about aggression. Yeah. How to generate it. <laughs>